to the world. I thank you for each person who is here today. Give us ears to hear what you might want to say to us. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. You can be seated. I'm going to share with you some words from a long time ago, written by a bishop in the 4th century. This is a bonus for those of you who were with us last night. This is the, the sermon is going to be kind of a take two on the sermon, so hopefully it'll be more helpful the second time around, or better the second. Usually it is better the second time around, the sermon, I have to say. So... Um, Make sure my mic's on there. But this is a this is an excerpt from a sermon by uh, Bishop Gregory of Nazianzus, who was the bishop of Constantinople. This goes back to 389, and here's what he said on Christmas Day so long ago: Christ is born, glorify him. Christ comes from heaven, go out to meet him. Christ descends to earth, let us be raised on high. Let all the world sing to the Lord. Let the heavens rejoice and let the earth be glad for his sake, who was first in heaven and then on earth. Christ is here in the flesh. Let us exult with fear and joy, with fear because of our sins, with joy because of the hope that he brings to us. Once more, the darkness is dispersed. Once more, the light is created. Let the people that sad in darkness of ignorance, now look upon the light of knowledge. The things of old have passed away. Behold, all things are made new. I wanted to share that with you because he talks about light and the theme of light, and that's what I want to talk about this morning. My daughter, Naomi, said to me a couple of weeks ago, she said, Dad, why don't we have lights outside of our house All these other houses around here have lights outside of the house. And I said, well, honey, you know, I've been wanting to do that, but I just haven't got it around to it. And she said, well, uh, I said, we're going to get to that next year. We'll have Christmas lights outside. And she said, well, that's what you said last year. (laughs) So kids have a way of, of keeping us humble and honest. But she had a point. I need to get the lights on outside because light is a great symbol, as we know, a great symbol of Christmas. And it's a biblical symbol. Light symbolizes the presence of God. God dwells in inaccessible light. His glory is luminous. The glory of God. In our Old Testament reading, Isaiah speaks of a day when the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. And upon those who dwelt in a land of deep darkness, on them light has shone. When is this light going to come, Isaiah? How is this light going to spread and grow throughout the world? Well, in verse 6, he gave the answer. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be on his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. So, That first word in verse 6, for, uh, has a sense of because. The light is going to shine because of this child who is going to be born to us. So Isaiah is prophesying about the coming of Jesus Christ. Ultimately, this prophecy is about the coming of Jesus, which happened some 700 years after Isaiah gave this prophecy. 
Jesus is the light of God. He brings us the light of God because he is, as Isaiah said, among other things, mighty God. He is one with God. He is filled with the presence and power of God. The word of God became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen his glory. The glory as of the only begotten son. And that's what we celebrate today. Jesus is one with God. He is filled with the presence and power of God. He is, as we say in the creed, God from God, light from light. True God of true God. Now, the angel who appeared to Joseph in this dream, we read about from our gospel reading, he also quoted a prophecy of Isaiah. Another prophecy of the Messiah. The virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel. Emmanuel meaning God with us. Jesus brings the light of God to us because he is Emmanuel, our Emmanuel, God with us. If we want to know God, if we want to learn about God, we turn to Jesus. Jesus has revealed to us the face of God. He brings to us the light of God, and we are in desperate need of this light. Our nation is in need of the light of Christ. Our community, our families, as individuals, we need the light of God. Because, like Isaiah wrote, we too live in a land that dwells in darkness. I heard an interview recently by a senator, Senator Ben Sass from Nebraska, and he was making this point about the corruption and darkness of our culture at this time in, in our history as Americans. And he said, one indicator of this kind of darkness, this gloom in our nation today, is he said that we are having, we're going to have the third year in a row of declining life expectancy in the United States. And he said 10 years ago, nobody could have predicted this that we would have now three years in a row of declining life expectancy. And topping the list of uh, mortality, reasons for mortality, are things like suicide, overdoses due to opioids and other drugs. This is one of the few times, he said, in 80 years when car accidents are at the top of the list. They're not number one for cause of death. But it's these other things like suicide and overdose. And he says, the sociologists are calling these things deaths of despair. There's despair in the United States, in many pockets, in many regions. And we're all affected by it. And what we need, what we need is hope. What we need is a community of hope. What we need is light. The light of God's love. And this light has come to us in Jesus Christ. We need the light of Christ to deal with the darkness of our own life, the darkness within, the darkness of our sin. The angel said to Joseph, you are to call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Jesus means the Lord saves. It's the Greek version of Joshua, Joshua, the Lord saves. What did Jesus come to save us from, from our sin? Because that is our greatest problem. So we, we have this darkness within. We have this sin within us that corrupts us. Our self-centeredness, our pride, our lust, our anger corrupts us from within. 
And, and the Lord has come to deal with that. We, as a culture, have been become very good at pointing the finger uh, to other people and seeing the faults of others. But are we brave enough to look within and see our own sin and selfishness? Now that is that is also part of the coming of the light of Christ. There's a challenge there because light exposes darkness. And we would rather not be exposed. In the Gospel of John, John chapter 3, Jesus says this is the judgment that light has come. Light has come into the world. And people... However, love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil and they don't want their deeds exposed. This is the judgment, Jesus says, that God has sent the light into the world. that people love darkness rather than light. But Christ did not come to bring condemnation. Christ bring, came to bring healing, forgiveness and hope. Light exposes what we would rather not see. <laughs> the older I get, the more I appreciate appreciate kind of darker lighting. Uh, I can do without light that reveals more gray hairs and more wrinkled skin. Bright light reveals things that are hidden in the dark that we'd rather keep hidden. But the, the Christ born on Christmas is the light of the world. And he reveals our sin to us, not to demean us, not to shame us, not to condemn us. But to, as I said, heal us and to offer the forgiveness of God and to pour into us the light of God. So we can be changed. So that is what we celebrate today, that the, the light of God has come. Hark the herald angels sings light and life to all he brings risen with healing in his wings. We celebrate the coming of the light of God into the world. And we understand as even as we celebrate that, that there is this struggle between light and darkness. Even in the text, we see King Herod is opposed to the light that has come into the world. He's concerned to hang on to his own power. He wants to kill the king of the Jews. He wants to squash the light. But he wasn't successful. The light has not been overcome by the darkness. Um, the kingdom of Herod is a footnote now in the annals of history. The only reason I think we know about this Herod is because it's connected to the story of Jesus. Jesus' kingdom endures and will endure forever. One day Christ will come again, not as a helpless, lowly baby lying in a manger, but he will come as the king and the judge. And he will come in great glory, in great luminous light. There'll be no mistake about who he is. But now is the time. Today is the day to turn to the light of Christ. To be like the Magi who sought him out where he's revealed and to worship him. As they did. People need the light of Christ. We need the light of Christ. And as a church, that's what we're here to do is to proclaim the light of Christ to a, a world that is in darkness. The people who are struggling. And walking in darkness. We want to show them the light of Christ, the love of God revealed in Jesus. I heard a story. It's a true story of a woman who came to a Christmas Eve service when she was new to the city and she didn't know anybody. She didn't have her own car. She picked out a church that was on the bus line that she could take. And so she said in this story, she was recounting what happened to her decades ago on a Christmas Eve service. And she said, I picked this church because I could get to it uh, through the bus. 
And, I, and she said, I came to the service wanting just a little bit of peace, bundled up the kids, and uh, the music was great, uh, the message was fine, but she said, something happened to me on that Christmas Eve service. And she said, I realized as the scripture was being read that Christ was born not just for the world, to save the world, but Christ was born for me, to save me. And that made all the difference. She said, this is what caught my attention because I've been thinking about light. She said, it was as if the God turned on a light switch in my soul. And I understood that Christ was born for me. And that made all the difference. And she said, you know, she could still point in the church where that happened to her. The light came on. She became a part of that congregation. She started leading children's programs. She was the director of the preschool for needy people in that community, needy children. She got a reputation for being Mother Teresa in the community. They called her Our Little Mother Teresa. She was a woman of small stature, but she had a great impact. And she received the light of Christ, and then she shared that light with others. And this is what our epistle reading said, that the love of God has been shown to us in Christ who gave his life for us as a propitiation, a propitiation, a sacrifice for our sins. And this love is perfected. This love does what it's supposed to do as we share this love with others. And that's what we are about as a church. The light has come. We want to share this light with others. We want others who are dwelling in darkness to experience the light of Christ. And we want to celebrate that light this morning and for the rest of our days. Amen. Amen. We do celebrate, Lord Jesus, your light. Your light.